how Paris has managed to take back public space from cars and what we can learn from it. Andre Picard, Globe and Mail columnist, has written a great piece this week. He's also the author of six best-selling books. Andre, I think your latest one, is it Neglected No More or have you written another one? No, it's neglected no more the most recent. You specialize in health issues, and, and I do think there is a huge health component to your column on this whole idea of creating more bike lanes in Paris. Tell me what that city has done. Well, the city has really transformed itself. It was known for its really massive traffic jams, everyone having a car. And in the last few years, they've built this whole massive network of bike lanes. They've extended pedestrian zones, a whole series of measures. Uh, banned cars from outside of schools. You know, in Canada, everybody drives their kid to school. That's just not done anymore in Paris. So a whole bunch of measures that has just made it easier for people to get around a without a car what forced the change what were they saying in that major city well a couple of things one was just that the traffic was uh, overwhelming people could not get anywhere uh, then the pandemic came along during the pandemic people were really eager to get outside you know if you remember the early days of the pandemic uh, we weren't supposed to gather inside in paris they all live in very small cramped facility in apartments so everybody was outside and people started biking which uh, prior to that people would say no one's crazy enough to bike in paris you'll get run over so there's this real momentum that built and now it's uh, it just seems to be no stopping it they say there are more than a million people who bike in the city every day and a city of about 10 million i know the mayor had a, a big influence on this did she receive pushback on it Oh, of course. Uh, you know, the France, they love to protest. But what's interesting is there have been no massive protests against her measures, but a lot of people are unhappy. You know, you lose part of their street. You always have this argument about merchants say, oh, if you take away cars, business is going to go down. Although the research consistently shows the opposite, because uh, people on bikes are more likely to stop, so are pedestrians. So there's all these arguments that exist around the world that have played out on the stage in Paris. I, I think what the mayor has done is she's really stuck to her gun. She's been at this for for 10 years and that's that's what you need you need to invest over time to allow people to to get this habit and to build the infrastructure you know uh, there's a lot of talk i'm sure you'll ask me about the weather question uh, being from edmonton but the the greatest barrier to more biking is not weather it's infrastructure people bike all over the world all over nordic countries where it's very cold it's because they have the structure to do it they clean the bike lanes as a priority so that's what they've done in paris they've said we're going to make this a priority and they made it happen. Andre Picard, Globe and Mail health columnist, joining us this afternoon talking about the, the bike lanes that have really grown in a major center like Paris. And when we talk about the health connection, Andre, before the bikes, was that also a big impetus on this, just the, the pollution that the cars were creating? Yeah, that's a big issue. Paris, especially in the in the summer months, is very uh, uh, a lot of pollution. There's the whole issue of climate change. The mayor is a socialist mayor, uh, upheld by green councillors. So there's a lot of move to uh, tackle the climate issue. So that's fueled this. They want fewer cars. They want low emission cars. Uh, this is all part of a bigger package, and it fits into the the national government is spending two billion dollars uh, fueling bike lanes again as part of its climate change initiative. 
initiatives. So there's a lot of things going on here that have, have made this happen and happen quickly. Another thing, though, is the public transit system that we see in Europe that uh, we don't seem to be able to truly duplicate in, in centres like a, an Edmonton or a Calgary in Canada. Yeah, our, our public transit in Canada is very, it's, it's lamentable, I say in my column. Uh, I was just in Paris, you know, you just jump on the metro, there's 18 lines, there's 100 and, or 300 stations. It's amazing that the public transit uh, will never have that uh, in every city in Canada. But again, I think the, the lesson from them is you, you have to do it. You have to make the investment. Uh, you know, the, the message I think I get from uh, cities like Paris and Amsterdam is build it and people will use it. And in Canada, we always say, oh, no one's using it, so we won't build it. We, we have to take the initiative. Somebody has to spark this. Uh, I think we in Canada, big cities especially, have a desperate need for, for better transit. I don't know if spark is the right term because I'm sparked a whole bunch of text that I will get to in a minute here. But uh, also what Paris has done, tell me about the, the low emission zones. Yeah, so that's one of many uh, issues is uh, along certain streets, mostly in the downtown core, where all the beautiful museums, all the uh, buildings that they want to protect, and they're all damaged by exhaust. So they're, they're really trying to protect buildings like the Louvre and the Musée d'Orsay, these beautiful, you know, centuries-old buildings. So they're declaring whole parts of the city, mostly along the Seine River, so right downtown, that you can't go there if you have an older car, because older cars have more emissions. Uh, priority will be to electric cars, to uh, bikes, etc. So uh, this is another part of the, the initiative is we just want to try and cut back the, the pollution, again, because of climate change, but again, to protect uh, this really uh, beautiful architecture that's being destroyed by, by emissions. It has to be easier, though, in a city the size of Paris that has the, the millions when it comes to the population as well as all the tourists. Do they they not have a bigger goal as far as getting all those tourists and residents around? It makes more sense. It's certainly easier to do in a, in a dense city. So Paris is very dense, but it has its drawbacks, too. It's very difficult to build bike lanes in Paris because every little bit of space is occupied. Mm. Uh, Canada has some real advantages where, you know, we don't have that dense of cities. It's easy to do new initiatives, but we just don't seem to have the political will to do it. Uh, with some exceptions, you know, in Montreal, they've built hundreds and hundreds of kilometers of new bike paths in the last few years. And it's a beautiful system. It gets priority for cleaning. People bike year round. Uh, we can do this in Canada, but we just have to have the, the will to do it. So the density matters. You know, you're not going to do this in every small town although again in small towns it's easier to build mm. that infrastructure uh, so there are there are pros and cons so yeah Paris had some advantages but it had some massive disadvantages that made this difficult but they just took this attitude that we're, we're going to do it we're going to find solutions rather than find excuses to not do it you can read Andre's column at the globeandmail.com Andre Picard thanks so much for your time today thank you pleasure Andre joining us today